All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have quite an episode for you today. We have our friends Fortune Child on. I thought it was a great episode. We had some really great highlights. What do you think, Bill? It was the best. It was the best. I love Fortune Child. Yeah, these guys are awesome. They're my new favorite Jackson will be in, 100%. So we get into some of the stuff about them being a three-piece now. Uh, we get into uh, some cool topics on bottom of the billboard. I think my favorite by far was the unpopular opinion segment. Unpopular opinion section was uh, just to die for, really. Yeah. I mean, if you want it. That's a death threat. If you want a surprise <laughs> banger of an ending, watch yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And then also uh, working with uh, Jim DeVito and uh, Kevin Nelson on, on their newest record, Close to the Sun. Make sure you guys check that out and stream and all that good stuff, all the platforms. And uh, enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, Bottom of the Billboard starts now. I mean, Bottom of the Bill, shit. This is Bottom of the Bill. Where we talk about the modern grind of a musician. Album cycle. Oh, hold on, Bill. Give me a second, man. Because we don't know what we're talking Spotify about. Spotify playlist. You keep interrupting me. That's not how we discussed it. Just give me a second, man. We invite established artists Festival on Festival lineups. Can I just get my stuff out real quick? We invite established artists on to share their strategy to success. Marketing strategy. The premier do-it-yourself podcast. Hashtag DIY. Aw, oh, screw it. This is bottom of the bill. guitar basic af looking does no one even acknowledge that you play when walking by it hanging on your wall if people won't shower you with attention what's the point of even playing a gratifying creative outlet i'll throw up so people can say hey you're a guitar player and therefore superior to me in every way and there's no better way to ensure that happens than a custom pickguard or leather strap from Carmadon.com. Whether you're breathing life into an old guitar or starting a new custom build, Carmadon guitar products have a look that's unique to your particular vision. Go to Carmadon.com today to pick out a new look for your guitar. Carmadon.com. Never turn down. Use promo code BOTB for 10% off of your next purchase. That's promo code BOTB for 10% off of your next purchase. Uh, they didn't we're like that, jammy we, for we, them. that we jammed. They were like, we need you to play Sublime exactly as it's written. Otherwise, people get confused, and it's like right to spring. Oh, Stravinsky so you know, two and, and a half minutes. have a riot outside. <laughs> so so two and a half minute song? Yeah, cool. That's you awesome. suck my dick from the back. Yeah. yeah. From the <laughs> suck back. a fart <laughs> out of my butthole. <laughs> uh, so we got a – a good way to get it started, we guys. We did. Didn't we just wow. play there like in January? I think we did. Yeah, with, with Ian. With it was Ian. on a Monday because uh, that punk band, uh, 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 Julia Gulia. Uh, yes, yeah. Julia Gulia. And they're really good. And there were people, there were Dude. people, and not, and not that they're not bad, but there were people with Julia Gulia cover band t-shirts on. Yeah. Dude, I, I need to some, see them. I know some cult <laughs> follower <laughs> Julia Gulia fans. Oh, yeah, big they time. Have, I don't they get it. Yeah, they have it. No, they do. They do. 100%. It's a fucking Hello. Here we go. So uh, we can we can keep all that by the way you know that's good Hello? Good, good content right there oh this one's just a little fucky that's, that's right content oh <laughs> whatever uh, anyways uh, so fortune child welcome back guys yeah Christian Powers Hello. how's it going uh, Buddy Crump and what was your name again <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. it this is John Ward's third or fourth time on the podcast Ooh, that did we, is the did question, we decide it's three and a half yeah it's three and a half because uh we it's fun fun story uh we we did this podcast about you better, you better find a place to knock on wood as soon as you say it out loud because you're gonna drink uh, it. we did this podcast uh, good that was i like that good addition uh that was christian by the way if you're not 
uh, watching. Um, so uh, we did this podcast like a month ago, and we had it was about two hours into it, and it was a, we were about to wrap it up as a solid episode. And fucking Crash Bandicoot back there. Crash Bandicoot! <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, Gene. Sorry. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the episode crashed. Now we're back here doing another episode again. So what do you guys take? Do you two. think it's John's third or fourth time? I think we decided on three and a half, though. Three and heights. Three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. Fourteen And what did we learn about, about that? Always have a backup plan. Well, that Crash Bandicoot is an awesome name for your uh, video guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, things, yeah, well, it's, it's crashing, but... I'm just joking. Jeans is shit. I've we learned that it's, uh, <laughs> it's about the, uh, the journey, not the recording. Whoa. What if you record the journey? What? Wow. What yeah. does that mean? What if you recorded journey? Ooh. Are we talking wow. about that, right? Wow. That's, 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 that's the guy... Great. We'll get there. Because that's the guy who... That's a great segue, because that's the guy wow. who produced... Uh, your record, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The producers on yeah. your record. Yeah. Good segue. Bam. Dude, that was, uh, they paid me to come here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In exposure points, I will yeah. say. I got, I got chills. Yeah. That, that was, uh. Yeah, Kevin Elson did. He's a great guy. He's a wizard, uh, of the musical arts. Everything, engineering, producing. So, was yeah. he there with you guys in the studio while you were recording? He actually wasn't. Um, we recorded with Jim DeVito. So, we recorded at Retrophonics. Did it all in two and a half, three days. Um, but Kevin mixed it. And him and David Frangioni in David Frangioni's studio. And then Rodney Mills mastered it. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. And we're talking about their debut album, Close to the Sun. Yeah. Yes. The name of it, right? Yes. I got it right? Okay. Indeed. Did you guys get into like a tiff with uh, Slightly Stupid for Closer, Closer to the Sun? <laughs> uh, you know, actually that got brought up. It did? Yeah, we were I, close. I don't remember that. I think yeah. I initially had wrote it down in my phone and it, I don't know if I meant to, but it, it came out as closer to the sun. And I was like, and yeah. I was like, no, but yeah, it was close to the sun. Cause it was a lyric in one of the songs. Do you know who's, the who's who the closest is to the sun? That'd be Mercury. Rob Thomas. He's uh, seven <laughs> inches away. Yeah. Seven inches away. That's closer <laughs> than Mercury guys. That's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's one of my, that's the, the uh, lyric that just gets me the worst. I'm just like, I, I hate that lyric. It's I, just so cheesy. I really like that song. Seven though. inches from the midday sun. Like, just, ugh. just describing how hot it is outside, you know? Why seven inches? It's so just specific. I don't like, I don't like it. Where did the, where did the close to the sun come from? Like, what does it mean? I know it's from a lyric in a song, but like, what does it actually mean uh, for you guys? That song... Well, actually, that's a funny story, because that like, song. Like every song's like to me, it's like about a girl. Then, yeah, like, it, it, it all. Same, yeah, it can't. Yeah, actually, I guess that's the choruses do. Yeah. But the way that that song started, <laughs> the, the title to the song used to be called Eight Out of Ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's twenty twenty two. Funny story. Yeah. About there's that, a really funny story. We won't name names, but we worked with a promoter, and <laughs> at the end of the show, he came out and was like, "You know what? Great performance." You know, I would I would probably rate that like a solid eight out of ten. And it was the first show we ever played, and he was walking. Am I allowed to say this? I don't really care. <laughs> I don't. Give, yeah, I don't think it matters. <laughs> he was walking out from behind where they had collected the money and the tickets, holding like an arms wad full of money, and he grabbed like two hundred dollars and gave it to us. <laughs> oh my god! And we were like, we're never working with that fucking guy again. But then we called it eight out of ten because there was a lot of the. Uh, some of the stuff in the in the verses that the line that comes from is flying the moon flying around the moon won't get you close to the sun um and there's a lot of different kind of 
language in there that kind of talks about, you know, sort of being a little, uh, I don't know, selfish maybe, but then the courses <laughs> are more about a girl. So <laughs> whatever, but yeah, fun story. What do you think the, uh, what do you mean? Like, like flying around the moon won't get you closer to the sun. What does that mean? Like, is that like a, like a, like if you just kind of stick around in one spot, it's like, like going in circles. circles. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you're not going to venture out, you know? So I'm, I'm real. I'm like, uh, not very smart. So no. yeah, 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 dude, neither am I. <laughs> I just think you're throwing people off that you're like, I don't really think about space when in reality you're from another dimension and from another planet. Alpha Draconis specifically. Yeah. We have a song that we wrote about it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're pretty good at writing song names too. So <laughs> I just realized I got to go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, so what was... Uh, <laughs> So, so what was a recording? Starting band beef, like just yeah. for no fucking reason at all. Like yeah, you start beating pretty cool. the shit out of each other. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> you guys didn't know you were getting into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what was the process like recording this album from kind of the conception to putting it out? Uh, we went in, had no idea what the hell. Uh, really, we wanted. We wanted like a nice raw vintage, you know, kind of thing, you know. Um, so we thought Jim DeVito, his studio, Retrophonics, is as a gold mine. Of, I mean, there's probably three million dollars worth of vintage gear. Oh, Hello. what's the address there? And do you have a key? <laughs> you people? It literally, like you could pass it. Like literally, like I yeah, always yeah, Crescent Beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just gorgeous. I mean, like you go in there, it's like a little, it's like a cave of nothing but like he's got like a. He's got like a like the one of the frames of like the like the Allman Brothers soundboard that was you know like '69. I mean, he ran sound, you know, like he would. He was always like a stagehand in the early '70s and stuff, like those guys and stuff. So just being a part of that was kind of what we wanted, you know. We wanted you know something like that. The room is really dead, you know. It was, you know, like I ran through a Marshall. I think it was like a like a super lead or something, yeah. you know, like a like old vintage, you know, like a high watt cabinet. Just cranked in the closet, All just having plugs, just, just like in the closet. Yeah, the you know? buzz was nuts. Was yeah, I can imagine. You know, like when you shut the door, it's just still like loud. You know? so, yeah, and um, uh, you know, really dark symbols. You know, like dark, like you know, just quiet symbols actually on the drums. Um, John ran uh, direct and jet into a. Uh, what remember what you ran, John? I really don't remember the name of the box. Ooh. But I remember the you pedal, know but I don't remember the name of the, the the piece of like DI equipment. Yeah, but he, yeah, I wish I knew, but I, you know, I was running the bass into some some really nice kind of old vintage DI mm -hmm. box. You know, he described and it I, as uh, yeah, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that was, and it that was. was Jim. Yeah, it, was. it was. It sounded so, so yeah. good. It was crazy. Yeah, that boutique, that awesome yeah. pedal. It was like handmade, a yep. spoonful, right? It was just a really nice experience to just be there with him, you know, just to really sort of, you know, it's like we would throw him what we were, you know, we, I mean, really, he would just set, we just played live. I mean, the whole album was recorded live. You know, we really didn't spend too much time really sitting down, really constructing, you know, I mean, like there were some times where, you know, but um, that's really Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. As far as, as far as just like live, I mean, like recording the songs, I mean, like they were all done. It was like, okay, let's, you know, we play that song live. Okay, all right, that one's good. And, you know, the next one. We were in there for 
physically recording for about what three days no it was like two and a half days. Wow. two and a half days um songs were done you know I, it was only one overdub on the song called uh far it, it just a guitar break and uh, you know. i think all the bass tracks were done in the first day yep yeah the well, day day two and three <clears throat> was just for overdubs and vocals yeah, vocals and quit yeah. bragging <laughs> we like, did, yeah, i was yeah. on like a fucking yeah. day so fuck you guys <laughs> yeah oh i, t- yeah, so, I don't yeah. have to play as many notes as buddy though so. yeah no. yeah it, it took was more time just crazy it really didn't take that much more time but no but he's no, got but he's got more notes to worry about yeah we did all the everybody played everything at once and i did like a scratch vocal and i stood in the corner and then we just played it live and i sang through so we kind of were all on the same page but yeah those basic like the the Groundwork tracks first day, and then we went through and did vocals and things like that. That's really impressive that you guys knocked all that out so quickly because I mean the performances are like flawless. I feel like you listen to that record and it sounds like anything you, that you hear on the radio. You know, and the production's amazing. Oh, but you, first dude. and foremost, like if the product, if the performances are there, that the production can't be there. You know, so you guys nailed it for being live. That's pretty dope. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. yeah, we were was, we were excited about it. Was, it. Uh, yeah, we we did a lot of rehearsing right before it with that that kind of goal in mind we want it to be like let's just lay down takes that we like and then be done instead of like having to piece things you know so that was that was kind of our goal going in you said the uh your um producer's name devito right jim devito yeah jim devito you i hate to you know even say this out loud but like we brought we did talk a lot about him before, and like, there's a lot of gold that he had. How did he help you uh, uh, record these tracks and everything like that? He was pushing you a little bit. I remember you told me last time. Oh yeah, those stories were amazing. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm so, sorry. It's hard to capture lightning in a bottle twice. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You should have been yeah. here the first time. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was crazy. That's that was kind of the, for me anyway. That was the best part of the recording process was his stories and the way that he would interact. Because half the time he wouldn't. So it was just us like standing there and he would just be silent. (laughs) We're like, so are we good? And he's like, are you good? (laughs) And we were like, you know, so it was cool. He really kind of left it on our, on our plate. Like we kind of went through and used our own kind of jurisdiction. He would be like, he'd be like, try something like this. And then I would try it. And then I would look at him and they wouldn't say anything yeah it was crazy he was would be like big yoda like that Um, he's like (laughs) yeah what do you think (laughs) yeah it sounds like if uh like if robert california was a music producer yeah dude (laughs) a thousand percent i love that robert for those who don't know robert california was the uh the gm of the office in like the last two seasons i think there's a show on the uh nbc called the office that people watched uh back in the day back in the day it's kind of like robert california mixed with yoda yeah yeah big time so it's funny i feel like guys that are like that um are kind of doing that because they want to see where you're at because they've yeah their their career is so extensive they've worked with people and they've put so much creative energy into things and see it like not work out so it's they're just like oh you know what i'm not going to do that anymore i want to see where you're at before i'm going to start to give you like the you know like like the juice you know what i mean yeah totally i think he he really was about like not wanting to conflict in our creative process either, which was really nice. Like at the end, I kind of realized what was going on because there were definitely times in my head I was like, I really wish this guy would say something, you know, because right. all you're doing in there is, you know, for us too, it was like our first album together. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing going in there. And especially for me, that was the first time I'd ever just been singing, like let alone like cutting a whole record. So I was 
that was where I was nervous. And that's where he completely stumped me the day that he told me to rewrite the lyrics to yeah. that one Yeah, song. that's right. Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the most humbling experience I've had yet. Because I, the whole time I'm feeling really good, and we had gone all the way through the tracks. I left the song Slow Down for last because I was like, that one like the back of my hand, all good, you know, last that song. That was one of the first ones we ever wrote. Yeah, like so I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is cake. Man, started off, got through the first verse, like the first half a verse, and he just like stopped the recording. <laughs> and he's like, that's a fucking train wreck. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And so he was like, take the rest of the song, took the rest of the song, he's like, the rest of it's good. He's like, come back tomorrow and fix that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And the way I write like the lyrics with this band is I write them on spot. Like I don't like go home and ponder over stuff very much. Um, it's very much like how I feel, what's going on in the room, you know? So I was like, how the fuck am I going to do that? So I literally showed up with a, a pad and paper in my lap in the driveway of his house the next morning. And I just sat there and was like listening to the intro of the song over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do it. And for whatever, I don't know how, when I got in there, I just started like jumbling stuff down. And he was like, that was good. And I was like, okay, cool, sweet. I couldn't even tell the difference between the two. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I couldn't have been like, this is better or not. It's more of like a phrase. There was like a phrase. There's something about the phrasing yeah. that he didn't it like. like but it, it ended up being cool. Like, right. I don't know. It, it all, at first I was like, you know what the heck like why and then i was like no 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 like he's allowed to say that, yeah you know? totally that's kind of he yeah. would stop yeah. it he would stop it and, just, and, and there'd be like a long pause and everybody'd be like and then he'd be like okay yeah <laughs> like, yeah sometimes better, it was you know, okay like, it'd be yeah. like yeah like sometimes it'd be okay sometimes it would be that's better oh, that you know, shit like, is so just, like fucking like just nerve-wracking it was but me. it was cool like, it, it we was played cool. we played a show in gainesville recently and um this guy was there, you know, like, you remember the old guy with the curly hair? Oh, the, yeah, the guy that was The guy, because he's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, your buddy, right? You got the Les Paul, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, Jim DeVito told me that's the best Les Paul he's ever seen his entire life. Right. Wow. I was like, that's, guess where he got dude, it from? Check, yeah. <laughs> you got to tell me. Did I walk? Okay. When this band started, okay. So at the beginning of this band, I was playing, um, so I have a Fender Bassman. Right, like a four ten, like mm -hmm. you know, like fifty nine reissues of tweed, and um, I went out and bought. I went and seen Eric Gales, hell, hell you yeah. know, and and I was floored with the sound that he got. It was like zero compression on this, like this like little head, and like he's got these like two vertical cabs. And, and then I was like, and then we kept playing, and it was like, dude, we're really heavy, actually. Like we're, you know, I'm like I was playing a strat. I'm like, dude, I need some humbuckers. Like I need, I need a Marshall. Like I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be the asshole and I'm just gonna do it, right? Yeah. So I went. I, I walked into um, Sam Ash on Blanding in Orange Park, and I walked in there and I seen. I I I held a couple of them, right? Like I was like, you know, let me get that one, and the guy hooked up, you know. And I was playing, and I was like, okay, you know, this one feels good. And the guy picked, brought down the Cherry Sunburst, you know, and like gave it to me as, as soon as I grabbed the neck. It was just like, dude, that feels really solid. I played it was like yeah i took it home and uh it literally the, like the first guitar like the corner guitar right there that's the one dude like it's just yeah. right off the show jim I didn't devito have... who's held like probably some of the most insane guitars his whole life just yeah. was dude, like he's got like this he's is got the like... one and it was like it came straight off the floor yeah, yeah, dude, yeah which is like wow because like gibson's yeah. now especially are like yeah. known for mm -hmm. not coming off the wall very no very yeah well, you know well, there was like a 2019 was bad you know, like 2020, but like apparently, like they were saying, like 20, 
mine's at twenty at twenty twenty one. It was built July thirteenth that year. It's brand new. Dude. Really? Yeah, it's brand new. There's a picture of it from the factory. I got all that shit. That's awesome. And um, spectacular, dude. The binding, you know, like if you always, always tell by the binding, you know, like if the fret, can, if it's like. You know, if it's not very smooth. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, that's like a lot of those like custom like warp warmth Mm -hmm. necks will come and like the the frets are like hanging off the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. You know, yeah. Or the nut, the nut is like just a hair off center, like it feels sort of, you know. But um, all the hardware was, you know, I'm actually going to take the traditional tuners off and want to put some Grovers on like Jimmy Page, you know, stains and better. Yeah. With a three piece, you can't. What uh, color is it? Sunburst, brother. It's a, it's a, a cherry it's a, sunburst. It's a cherry sunburst. What does that mean? It's like the you know, red. Some, and... It actually changes color sometimes. Like sometimes it's, it's like a, like the people are like, yeah, that red guitar, and then it's like, no, it's orange. No, it's fucking. You know. Oh, it's making the lighting. It's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. it's cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Right. No, I always cool. thought those were the coolest looking guitars. Les Pauls. Les Pauls. Yeah. I mean, they are. They're, oh, there it is, right there. Right there. Yeah. That's it, right there. Yeah, well, you have the flame, mine, the maple flame top, or it's just a no. It's just a. So mine is the. 50s. Did you pay that much for your guitar? The fifties. Sorry, no, I did not. Pay that <laughs> mine is I the just, mine I is the glanced. standard. I think that's the HP model. Mine's the standard model. Okay. It's like and mine's got that like a got really, more horsepower than the really <laughs> fat neck. It's got like mine has the really fat neck. It's the fifties model. The fifties model, just yeah. Standard like. There's a 60s, the 60s model, dude. It played slim next. Dude, y'all are so lucky with guitars. This is just insane. Like all the stuff you can do to yeah. them, and then synthesizers. You're like, here's the new model. It's got numbers <laughs> and letters, and that's just about it. And we won't make a new one for the next 10 years. Yeah, but you get to you can explore. Yeah. Some and then really like every single places. guitar like will yeah. play differently no, and, yeah, and like they feel could differently. Them cooler, right? They just don't. They could well, make synthesizers with like cool stuff coming out the sides yeah. and like different Man. color patterns. Imagine yeah. that price point. They don't. Nah. Yeah, imagine the price points. If you, if you started to add those extra frills, they yeah. can't do it. They the only pr- company that ever did that was Moog when they were making the um, Moog Voyagers, uh, but they don't even make those anymore. But you can like customize like what color you want anything on it. Yeah. That's but cool. That it's still gonna sound exactly the same as any other Moog <laughs> Voyager that you buy. Is all I'm trying to say. And you can't really do no. stuff to it. You can buy pedals yeah. and stuff, but I you mean, can't add on I like. Mean, humbuckers no. to a fucking <laughs> synthesizer. I mean, Maybe you can. You I'm could. doing it wrong. I yeah. mean, you know, I played the 60s model and it just played terribly. It was just, it, you know, I did, I mean, you know, but the 50s model was, you know, like when you bend, it's really nice and just everything, you know, like it all is supposed to just sort of come together all at once. You know, like if you're playing and you go to reach down, you know, it's supposed to, you know, it's like a, it's like driving like a, like an old stick. It's supposed to, you know, it's not perfect, but it's supposed to, you know, and that's the style of the band. Like, I I was never really playing pedal, like, I mean, like using pedals. I was always, I mean, really just like a blues player before this. I was never really writing anything, and we got with the band and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to try out this Les Paul and Marshall and just, you know, go for that sort that's of thing. your fucking sound, bro. Yeah, you yeah, sound great with it. murders, honestly. So, yeah. uh, I did want to kind of get into the writing process a little bit. Um, so obviously there's like a lot of, uh, the Who and and Hendrix and a lot of the classic rock yeah. era um, influences was that like a a choice where you guys going into this band saying we're gonna write music like this or is this just what kind of naturally comes from your collaboration? Um, I think it's definitely just kind of what we are inspired by. It wasn't necessarily like we want to do this kind of like you know right. the the rock <laughs> revival thing that now we're kind of in the direction of which it's not i think that we have a lot more on the table to offer than just like pigeonholing ourselves that way but i think that growing up 
that's like I listen to a ton of different music, and uh, that was what really kickstarted my musical endeavors was hearing like Zeppelin, hearing the Who, CCR, Sabbath, that kind of stuff. That's where I was like, holy shit. And so I think that's what really motivated and inspired me. So that's the kind of stuff that when I hear like him play, you know, I'm like, holy shit. Like it comes right back. Yeah, you know? totally. So that's where I hear like melodies and lyrics and things like that. It really kind of sets itself up and lends well to that style. It wasn't, I don't think it ever in my head was like, Oh, yep. I want to, I'm going to sound like that. But now that's what the coolest part is, is that it does kind of sound like the stuff that we love. So yeah, but you do it in a very, I think, you know, obviously just like the technology nowadays is so much more sophisticated. So there's a very modern kind of a, a tone to what you guys are doing. You know, it's, it's a reinvention very much as a a revival, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You guys crushed it at 1904 when I saw you, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I was like, I gotta go see you because I felt so bad um, with the last time you were here at my house recording this podcast. And then it was like, what, two days later? That Literally. You played, or was that, I think it was the it next was, day. It was, uh, it was like a Wednesday or Thursday, one of those nights. Okay. I, I think remember. it was Wednesday. Whatever. The whole point is this is that, is that like I went in there to come see you and yeah, just blew me out of the fucking water. Like, seriously. Dude, thank I saw you, you played like not even like a week before and y'all were okay. <laughs> I say eight is there, out of ten. Is there a reason for that? Uh, well, you tell us. No, I, oh, I'll okay. say this. I'll say this uh, uh, because because now that you play drums and sing at the same time, that like emotion that you get as a as a singer when you perform because you're saying like like actual words and everything like that, but then doing that in a rock form on drums, you don't right. see that very often. I think the only person that really perfected it was Phil Collins and Don even, Henley. No. <laughs> no, I don't, no I, just, I don't really like that very much. Okay, well, fun, fun, the Eagles, popular, man. I don't like the Eagles, man. You turn it off, man. Anyways, <laughs> but I, I you're all. I, I'm not trying to sell y'all short or anything like that. But like that new edition, no, or dude, it, no, it really or subtraction. Yeah, right. What it really, well, really, dude. Okay, so we had a show in Orlando, and we were like, we were doing this, thing, you know. And I was, was so fucking nervous. Dude, it, it was really, no, it was bad. What, at first time? No, Orlando. no, no. Yeah. Well, kind of both, but Orlando was <laughs> the first time that we did the trio thing. So. And we got together at my play, at, you know, like our rehearsal spot, and um, at like 9.30 in the morning, the show was that after that night, you know, and I'm like, um, I'm just like, man, this is just, this is weird. Like, I was, I was like, man, this is different, you know, and like playing those songs, you know, and it's like, but... As soon as we did it, the entire like syncopation aspect of the songs like sunk down into this like place. The first time, like, the first song we played like that, I we, looked at John. We looked and I, at each other. We're like, I was like, "Dude," as well, <laughs> and I think we just we didn't even run this. I think we just jammed. Yeah, we ran two dude, we songs. Just, yeah. We just played some like group, like John, like it was it was nuts, dude. Like he was just holding down like something and disgusting, and John was just like, and we we're just jamming. It dude, it was like it was like one of the best jams I've felt I've ever. Like it was just insane because his musical mind, it, like when he's singing, when he's trying to write, when he's you know like performing a vocal melody, he's you know S- Steven Tyler was a drummer. Robert oh, he Plant. was. Yeah, yeah, dude. D- good drummers make good singers, you know. Robert Plant, you know, really leaned on Bonham, you know. So, like, I mean, it's it's a weird, you know. You just, well, you just don't get to see it very much. No, no I dude, no. It. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, well, there's a very weird relationship that I think, not weird, but just it, it, it makes it's logical. It makes total sense. But like, 
I think most people overlook the relationship between the singer and the drummer. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was a bit, I was guilty of that too until I started listening to hip hop, and I was like, like, oh fuck, like if, <laughs> if you're not like right on it, right? If if the if if the if the rapper's like not right on it, then you hear that that kind of that kind of tension, you yeah, know? Tugging, right, yeah. 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 And yeah, now, yeah. see, when I'm singing, I'm trying to always pay attention to where the drummer's at and trying to make sure that I'm locking in right. with them as close as possible. Right. Cause that's how otherwise, you know, shit gets sped up or like the, the groove kind of, you know, gets off. It's just weird. So for you to be able to, to sing and play at the same time must be awesome. I think Billy make, makes a really good point. Thank you. Like where the, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, like the emotion that you're getting from singing is actually coming through in the, in the playing as well. Awesome. Yeah. You that's know? I think Amy that's, the whole time. that's my favorite part. I think. And I kind of, you guys are okay. Though. I never, <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, by the way, I'm just not even going to play. I'll take my fucking guitar off. Or I even say anything else. These are two of the, no, greatest musicians I've ever played. Dude, with I, I will life. literally like, take my guitar down. off and just let these dudes go. <laughs> <I'm going laughs> Let's go. No, man. it's cool though. That's what I think is the best is that we all respect each other and we all like. Oh, yeah, dude. We want to support each other as now like a trio in a way right. in like a, a group that I've never felt like everybody is here to to comp for the other player. It's not like oh, yeah, yeah. it's not like two of us are here for you or like this is here for. It's like we're all working. It feels together. like a perfect. They say it. The triangle's the strongest shape or whatever. And it yeah. feels like a perfect kind of triangular dynamic where yeah. no, it, like, no, it uh, is. I don't know. It, it feels very so stable strong. and very strong. Well it's just sharper. It, I mean, I mean physically, I yeah, sonically. It's um a nineteen oh four. The the song <clears throat> to me, the songs sort of sit down more. They um there's just less shit to worry about, you know, the, um as far as like, you know, like when I take a lead or something like that. It's like, I'm just, there's only these two. There's, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I, you know, you can't really explain something like that. Um, it's just more of a feel. It's a feeling thing. Yeah, it's yeah, feel, just know? a chemistry that right. just yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, in the 50 years of my experience, I, was, I think a trio is the way to go. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry but, but doing what? <laughs> doing what? Wait, I'm sorry. What's your name? Chilling. Yeah. Taking uh, anti-aging meds. Chilling yeah. for 50 years. What's the? What's the? I don't. I don't know if you have more than one. So, what's like the name of that like slower song that you have? The blues one. Yeah, that's a newer one. Yeah, and that's like has, one of my favorites. Is that, that's really on the album, name. right? No. So there's. We are already on our way for the second album now. We're gonna try and record the next one in July. That's my favorite one. Though. Yeah. What's so the name of that one? That uh, I don't even think there's like a working title. We call it oh. new new blues. But I yeah, think like blues. waiting on you is a title. But it's that that's works. just like the mm. that's the chorus. We're so. doing a reveal right now. Yeah, right now. Right right now. We're gonna beat. No, I was I was scanning through it today. I was like, where did this song really like? But, yeah. yeah, there's Brand. there's plenty of the. If you see a show soon or have seen a show in the past couple weeks, a lot of the songs or you know a chunk of them are not on the record. Like we're we just debuted another song at the last show. We're probably gonna play another new song at the next show we're playing. We're trying to, in my head anyway. I don't know if we even talked about this, but as mm -hmm. for me, I've been thinking like it's so cool that we are able to do that, and I just would like. I don't know. It's a great thing to continue on. Right. It's good. Well, you just stay fresh. I'll, yeah. You know, just... sure. So I'm actually curious as to where you guys stand on that because this is kind of an internal thing with our band too where it's like, well, you don't want to play all the new material before you've recorded it because if you're playing it before you've recorded it and released it and by the time you record it and mm -hmm. released it, everyone who's 
gonna like listen to the album has been hearing this song for the last year or whatever it might be so where, what's your guys' stance on that i think it's the the speed honestly i yeah. i could see it being either way i think to me like as a listener of bands that i'm a fan of it's almost kind of enhanced either way like if i if there's a record that i love and i know all the songs note for note and then to see that live obviously that's a really special kind of thing uh, but at the same time i've had bands where i i was lucky enough to be at a show where they debuted something new you know and it blew everyone's minds because it yeah. was something new like i saw tool once and they debuted a new song and it blew everyone's mind and then a year later that song is on the record you know and it was, was kind of like a, more like 10 years later right? <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly yeah. this time it was one oh, year no later i mean like i can't but uh yeah. but basically but I, I found that equally magical to say, I remember watching them do this and now I'm hearing the finished version of it. And I don't know, the live record, the live and record versions of a song, I think they just really complement each other in a kind of, you know, yin yang kind of way. Yeah. So I don't know, as far as creating new tunes, I, I think it works either way. I think it depends on the pacing of what you're working with. Like I, if you have a recording scheduled and then you come up with some cool ass idea right before it, and then you go in and you're like, cool, let's record this. We just wrote it. But at the same time, if you have a song that maybe you've been playing it on the road for a few months, it's going to get more and more dialed in. Just over about time. to say that. I think that yeah. songs are kind of, when you record it, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like comedy in that way, right? Yeah, Where it's like, yeah. like the music. I mean, obviously, like you can record music in in a, in a void and just, and it could be a great thing. Yeah, you gotta see if it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> or like exactly. if it's good enough, yeah. if people like it. You and, know what I mean? And also, like when you play it live, like even sometimes, regardless of the of the crowd reaction, sometimes like you're not feeling the arrangement or like this part happening here, whatever it might be. Like maybe it feels awkward for you, or like, mm -hmm. or it just doesn't feel right live. So then you make adjustments as you go. And before you know it, you know, three months of playing the song on the road, you come home and it's a completely different song. And like, it's, you didn't want it, like, it's good because you don't want to have recorded it the way that you didn't want to, yeah, want it to come no, across. But like what you know? John said with the pacing, I think, I think you have to be like, okay, we're going to play this song and it's a new song, like within this amount of time frame, it's got to be recorded on this album. Otherwise, mm -hmm. oh, you kind of yeah. miss the boat. Yeah, 100%. I think that's, I, I think that's where we sort of have an advantage. Um, in terms of our track record so far, I think that we, the speed that we write music is basically is what sets up the recording process because now we, we released an album in March and we want to record another one in July and then we're probably going to release that in the fall. And I like, it just, I don't know. It, it's, it's working in a, in a way that we used to uh, always have a batch of new tunes. Yeah. yeah and it well, just yeah. keeps people on their toes, you know? And like, yeah. I, I'm such a fan of that. Obviously all the bands we love, you want to hear the stuff they know. But yeah, like yeah. right now, like as far as I'm concerned, like not a lot, of, a whole lot of people like know about us yet. So it's fun to just be like, if you come out to another show, you're going to hear new music, you know? So it's like, yeah, a, yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And it's a way for non-selfishly <laughs> for us to be like, yeah, we write a lot of music, you know? And yeah. like, but it's cool. I think it's amazing. And it's something that like, I don't mind feeling like selfish or like I'm bragging. Like, it's just awesome. I think it's amazing. Well, you know, if it's there, if it, you know, it's it, to me like a new song, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, like John said, you know, like, you know, you go to see a band and they're playing the song, you know, and all of a sudden it comes out on their, it's like a single or whatever. You know, 
those are two different experiences. Right. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, experiencing, oh, like, what is that live? And you're watching, you know, each member, and you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, and you're, and you're taking that in, you know, you remember that, you know, and then, or for me, you know, like, I I grasp onto it, you know, and then, um, you know, like, listening to it through, you know, a set of speakers, I mean, you know, there there might be, you know, obviously, sonically, you know, it's, you know, different. That's, an, you know, a completely different experience. Sure. So, so. You know, it's it's just a feel. I mean, really, it just all feel. It's experience. It's like you know, giving people an experience. You know, totally through music. You know, a hundred percent. And and I was I was thinking the same thing. Like like the live experience and the studio experience were obviously right. very different experiences. I remember uh, the year was two thousand and two, I believe, and I saw Matchbox Twenty live. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and uh, um, it was actually a really good show. Fantastic. Yeah, they they actually really are, right. um, and the guitar player is a fucking you, animal. How, actually, you were eleven. How can you Dude, be a I, critic listen, of any band? I, eleven. The, I, <laughs> I was really into it, man. And the guitar player is actually a, a, like like an animal. Uh, but Carlos Santana. Yeah. What kind <laughs> of animal? So what kind of like, like a tigress? Maybe he was really he was really uh, feeling that that superstition high, like the nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, well, Ooh. but okay. So, uh, but either way, what I was saying Robbie. is that when I saw them live, uh, they 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 debuted this song uh, called uh, "Bright Lights," uh, which is basically they, when they did it live. It was just uh, Rob Thomas at the piano playing it, and I remember looking, like, listening to that song. I was like, "This is an amazing song," but I've never heard it before. My like, and those albums were like, my mom's a huge fan, so like they were always playing when, when I was a kid. So I I knew every Matchbox Twenty song. I never heard this one before. And then it came out on their next album, and I was so excited to hear the song on that album because it was a f- completely different experience, you know. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. And also to you know, like the, the 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 difference between like where we're at versus a band like that, where it's like most people haven't heard any of our music yet, so you can play it out like a million times, right. and it's going to be new to most people when they hear it. You know. If uh, imagine you're at a concert of like your favorite band, like an old school, not not old school band, but like a band that's been hit, making hits for forever. Mm-hmm. And would you rather hear a new song they wrote or listen to them talk about a sort of political or environmental agenda for three minutes? Oh, I for sure just want to hear some new music. New new music, really? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I don't know what's what's worse though. <laughs> I'm serious. Like Dang. like like imagine if you went to like okay here's a Bob Dylan. You go to a Bob Dylan show. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's never gonna play what you want to hear. No, I can, no, I can no, vouch no, for that because yeah, I've seen yeah, him yeah. live and I didn't recognize one song and I was kind of. If pissed. I went to a Bob Dylan show and I knew he's gonna play all the hits, but then I, three minutes he's gonna talk about I don't know gun gun control or something like that. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Just get into it. I gotta say, I'd rather my, hear that than your new stuff. My friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a joke. My, my friend went to Bob Dylan at the amphitheater in St. Augustine. Yeah, what did he play? What's his set list? He I'm said wondering. that was the only show he's ever walked out of. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> was that That's what show? I mean. He said it was like that unbearable. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's Bob Dylan. Like, yeah, I, you know, I would you just don't want to like. looking at him. I'm just like, it was oh just, my God. <laughs> and he, like, but apparently he didn't do, like, of course, didn't do anything that anybody wanted to hear. Right. And then he was like kind of being weird on stage. Yeah. I don't know if he was like hammered or what was going on. But yeah, he was like, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, he was just old. But like, he, no, he said it was crazy. He was like, I can't. Imagine Sorry, going to see Willie there. Nelson. And he's like, no, nah, I'm seen, not playing. I seen him roam up and smoke me when I die. Shine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing it. Well, yeah, I went, I went, went and saw uh, it was Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter playing as a duo. Were they not playing the hits? It was, dude. It was <laughs> the entire show was just like 
like uh, atonal like noise improvisation. They didn't even play any tunes. They it was just, and you know it was just like, and like and everyone dude all these like, like you know presumably like people that were just oh this is Herbie Hancock it's a famous jazz musician, I should go and see it. You know everyone was so mad. I could <laughs> tell like. And when we came back after intermission, it was like half empty, like everyone was leaving. <laughs> For that, and I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, but I was kind of like, if I didn't, if I wasn't into stuff like this, I would be mad. That's the thing. Like you're, you're, you're a trained musician. Like, like, mo- like most people can't rap their. I mean. For, I, I like jazz and even like Mingus gets too far out for me. You know what I mean? So I can't even yeah. imagine what like those guys were doing on stage. I just be like, I'm done with this. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Um, we should get into some bottom of the billboard stuff. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Ooh, we're yeah. talking about music that is uh, undigestible. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, uh, I didn't actually write it down here, it was, but it's Aphex Twin. Yeah. We're doing. Uh, I, I decided to do Aphex Twin. I remember last time yeah. we, we were like, well, yeah. the one you, the one you uh, presented last time, that was... It's too soft. I'm like, all right, I'll give it, I'll give yeah, it to like, the way you want. I like the trash can. Give him the real effect. Yeah, yeah, you did like the trash it. can. The effect trash can sound, one. that's about it. So I'll, I'll blur it about <laughs> for the For the listener who, got, who, had, who had to miss out on the fucking gem that was the last episode. This one's, this this one's, one's doing this one's great, too. But this, the last one was really good, too, with the Alberto uh, Balsam. Which is uh, the most boring Aphex Twin, twin song I've ever heard. <laughs> I just want to get, uh, get not, that out there. You're not completely wrong about that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, what was the song this week? Window Liquor. Yes. Window Liquor. <laughs> that, that's a that's a EP. Or the like title a, had like me right list. away. Too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and not okay. to mention the album art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Boys, can we can we get some album art and all that stuff thrown up there when you get a chance? <laughs> Don't worry about. It. Take your time. though. I'm saying. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so I'll I'll, re- I'll repeat myself again. Uh, that Aphex Twin is well, it was like the first. Uh, I'm not band. I guess DJ. I should say music producer that I got into when I was a, uh, a kid. Like I don't know, like middle school. And I was like, oh my god, I'm never listening to contemporary Christian music again. Jars of Clay is out. <laughs> Aphex Twin forever. But I was down with the DC talk as well. Anyways, Window Liquor is a song that is uh, famously yeah, that is. <laughs> Richard D. James, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, classy dude. Damn. Classy guy. What a good looking. If there's guy. any possible way that you can find the YouTube music video, you can't show it or anything like that, but I just want I just want that limousine that that pulls up. It's the funniest part in the world. I don't know if we could get away with showing that. Anyways, whole point is uh, Apex One changed my life, got me into uh, uh, synthesizers and music, and I I love this song. If you you've seen Grandma's Boy before, right? Yeah. Uh, the song where uh, uh, the one guy is walking in to go see the robot guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Do you like this music?" And he's like, uh, "No, I don't really listen to techno." And it's like. Well, you would if you had robot ears. But anyways, the song the song that's playing in the background is this song is Window Liquor. It's the, it's the end of it okay. actually. Okay. Well, I love this song nice. because it's like very far out there with the percussion and it's just all over the place, and then it just like just slowly just like just goes into this like just super gothy industrial that heavy part at the end. Yeah, yeah. I love that part. Super so, intense. Uh, ten out of ten for me. I would love. Well, but anyways, Tony, what's your opinion? Um, so I actually really like this song a yeah! lot. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. What's your favorite part about it? Um, so I love. Eight out of ten, at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'll, I'll get into that in just a se- second. But uh, the, 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 I liked all the textures that were happening. I thought like there's a lot of cool stuff going on. It's kind of got almost like an early dubstep kind of vibe. There's some cool kind of like polyrhythmic stuff going on. Epic. Yeah. Um, 
And he's really good at percussion. I feel like that, that's how he really shown out. Yeah, and, and also like uh, he was like the first person ever uh, to do like the like really 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 super fast like. I yeah, yeah, sound. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm talking about those, yeah. those hits or whatever. Yeah, which is kind of like glitch drums. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to call it or whatever, but it's like you take you take a, a snare hit and then just put it on a one sixty four arpeggiator and just yeah. go. There you go, just like that. Yeah, just nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love I love all that stuff. I thought it was really cool. Um, and the arrangement it goes into this, like this bridge, which is like kind of minory and like just a whole different vibe. And then he brings it back. It's super cool. I didn't like the vocals that they that they use on there. It's oh, like, the the uh, the ooh. Yeah, I thought that was so dope too. Yeah, I fucking love. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I thought it's, it. it's kind of like pitchy and weird. And I get what what's going. Uh, just yeah, yeah. Just I I, I didn't like that. But so everything great. else was really. Anyways. A great song mm-hmm. um yeah but everything else was, was really awesome and I, I love that one uh you like the ending of it too <laughs> yeah the industrial part mm-hmm. i love oh yeah it's yeah. all great what do you guys uh, think i definitely highly highly recommend you watch the music video it's one of my favorite music videos of all time it's just incredibly creepy yeah i didn't watch the music video i just yeah. listened to it on spotify yeah and it's like it's very long too because there's like a four minute intro on it what do you guys yeah. think of the song Actually, oh yeah, yeah the intro got me yeah i uh pros first pros first let's hear it <laughs> so i liked like some of the like the actual cadence of the song the beat was cool as soon as like the kind of pornhub sounding noises started yeah. coming in yeah. <laughs> okay did you guys ever use like fruity loops yeah as a kid because as soon as some of the the beat and the noises came in it immediately reminded me of like finding random sounds yeah <laughs> it just like I'm not taking anything away from this man's ability. By the way, incredible, you know, from from the last time I listened. But I just was like laughing to myself because some of it like seemed just so randomly placed, but definitely was placed on purpose. But then the then the voices would come in, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I feel like I would do this for a friend, like being funny, but obviously not the case. So you didn't, you didn't <laughs> so like the voices either. Then it was a little. It was a little like. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. I couldn't say that it was bad because it wasn't bad because I kept listening. You know, like it, it had me. And then the way the song progressed, the end was my favorite part, though. Yeah. Like where it goes into the like, you can hear it start to clip and then it's like, and it just goes into that just really, like you said, like goth industrial yeah. Kind of sound. Yeah. There's um, this uh, incredible uh, uh, person on YouTube that does an acoustic version of, of that song with, with all the weird sounds and everything. Whoa. It's ridiculous. Okay. I might have to check and that out. And he does it all in like one take too. Like you can watch it. It's just That's incredible. Dope. That's yeah. Wow. What do you think, John? Dude, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was a great tune. Yeah. yeah dude. Everybody should listen to more Aphex. 100%. Yeah. I was, I was really into it. What struck me was that it was so, it was so dense. It was like, yeah. Almost every, like, he has this amazing ability to straddle the line of a loop. It's like every single measure is different to the point where it's almost not a loop. But you can tell that it all started from a loop, if, if that makes sense. So 100%. It's yeah. true. You know, every single measure, he'll kind of there's a snare in a different place or there's a different... And like, or he flips the beat, that or there's an extra really kick, good. or like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's like it feels, it feels repetitive and trancey, but it also feels like the same thing doesn't happen twice. Right. <clears throat> and I don't understand how he achieves both of those at the same time. I think it's it's very cool. And and I thought the vocal samples were were pretty interesting. I thought it was kind of 
uh, kind of unsettling in like a, a cool way. Like it kind of took, took me to a different world, you know? I can see what you're and saying. And when yeah. that heavy part at the end happened, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see forever. Yeah, that's that's what that's why I did like I, about I loved it. it. That's why I did like about it a lot. Is that, that song had had you know there was movement, there was like things happening, there was like transitions, and there was sections, and that's why I like about songs. I like it when it takes you on a journey. You know, the whole thing from from start to end. No pun intended. And that one, uh, that one definitely did it for you, buddy. Did you listen to it? Called out I on almost, the podcast. I almost did. Like, who? But I didn't. No, no, who? no. I checked it out. Tumbleweed. I was wondering. One okay, here's what really uh, that I'm impressed with. I'm wondering how in the hell he even physically like came up with stuff like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like who the hell just sits back and it's like it's just super pioneering. Mm-hmm. I mean, like no, it is. Especially what, the what year was time. Was, hey like, boys, can you look up uh, what year it came out as yeah. well? Because that's very important. Yeah, too. I'm like he made all those right, all the sounds. Yeah, he made everything. Yeah, that's just uh, fucking incredible. Like yeah. I'm, you know. I mean, seriously, I'm just yeah. like, you know, for someone to have that musical mind to just sit there and like want to want to do shit like that. Like, it's just you're a fucking genius. That's why I always get in this argument with like, especially the older generation about like um, the older generation. Yeah. Like with uh, with electronic artists yeah. or EDM okay, or, you know, whatever. Boomer. Yeah. For real, though, because <laughs> it's all, oh, you know, if you're a DJ, you're not a musician. It's OK. Well, if you're producing your own music, then you're a musician. Absolutely. Because like. Whether I'm just hitting notes on a guitar or you're pressing or you're hitting the keys on the piano, like they're hitting buttons on a keyboard, whatever it might be, and it like they're they're just, they're creating music, like they, like they have the idea. All being a musician is or an artist is is having the idea and being able to bring it to life. Yes. that's yeah. all it is. It doesn't think, matter what the medium is. I think people I get more more upset about the whole live performance sort of thing. All right, so what do you think, boys? Uh, Make it on the bell. I think it makes it on the bill. Makes it on the playlist, hundred percent. I think, yeah, everybody should be listening to more AFS Twin. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I definitely think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did just kind of want to talk for a second about the fact that you guys are a three-piece now. Uh, Melanie's not in the band anymore. Do you guys, you guys want to go into some kind of like detail about what that experience was or why that is what it is now? There was a number of reasons, personal reasons, logical some professional, reasons. some logical reasons. There was. Just a couple of incidences that, you know, we kind of couldn't, even as just a band, you know, it's not, first off, it's not male or female. I want to declare that off the bat as many times as I've heard that. Jesus. Uh, So it was not about talent. We're not talking about anybody's ability here. It was purely, it was honestly more of a human decision than it was about like anything with the band's future. Honestly, I mean, yeah, of course we were thinking of like how we were going to continue as a band, but it was more so like happiness, things that I learned as a kid when I was in my first band. It was like, if you're not having a good time, then what are you doing? You know, but it was less of that, you know, more of other personal things that I shouldn't talk about. Maybe other people in the band should address. I don't feel like I'm in the in the right to say, but yeah, so I think that, I mean, I think personally, and I think I can speak for John and Buddy that we're all in a really, really good place as a band, as friends. Spiritually. Um, yeah, everything. Like, it just feels concrete. Like, really, really, really tight now. Oh, um, yeah, spiritually. I mean. Yeah, we're all in the same headspace. We all have the same common goal. We all are 100% on the same page with the process involved, what it's going to take, the time it's going to take, everything. You know, that's and that was, you know, some of the stuff that led to that, I think, you know, where we are now. 
Well, see, the three of us, we trust the process. We believe in working hard, you know, like, you know, nothing really gets handed to you. There, you know, I mean, um, positivity, you know, of course, things aren't perfect, but, you know, you, I mean, um, when you're, you know, refusing to, you know, show up to a show when we have as important stuff as we have going on, you know, um, that's, that's like, uh, that's just a no bueno. Like, you, I mean, you know, like, you know, it's just like to, as one big example and everything, and I'm just going to say it, um, you know, like you want to, you like just threaten to cancel or like, oh, just can't just, you know, you know, like, and it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, we can't cancel this show. I mean, like, there, there's eyes on us. There's, like, booking agencies looking at us. There's, like, very important things happening. Number one, even if all of that stuff was never happening for this band, I am not the kind of person to cancel and, like, throw my name around, like, like on the ground. You know, I want to be, you know, uh, defendable, you know. And, you know, it's, like, just value stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's just like, you know, like, moral, you know, like, compass stuff like that, you know, that, that was just... Um, there was just a crossroads in that, you know. Seriously, I mean, it, it was just a, you know, a, these two guys and myself believe in working hard for what the hell you want to achieve, and that's why we're here, you know. And honestly, I mean, that's just that's it. at the end of the day, it was just different personalities and different approaches that then meshed in every way. Yeah, because sometimes it's hard to get a, a band like on the same page with a vision. Sometimes, oh, dude, you know. It's, and that's uh that's that's like the number one factor that always breaks bands up i think you know mm-hmm. um but uh you know appreciate the way that you guys came out and uh, announced everything and you know you guys not our choice uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you know but you guys but, handled, yeah. handled it like like like, like classy pros you know you guys are awesome and uh that. and yeah Thank so you. That's a, that's about as much as I'll say on the subject. Because we kind of know where you're coming yeah. from too. Because we we lost a guy. You know right. what I mean? Fallen soldier. You know what? It mm-hmm. was one so. of those things for us where it was like, you know, it's not we. There was no intention at all. Yeah. And and it, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if it does not happen, the brand as Fortune Child, the name and the the prospect that the name has made in this market. In the in the revival industry, um, in that market, right, with these you know these like you know these like booking agents and these very important people and these just that entire set of circumstances that has been built, it would have never worked out um, because of the fact that the values, the spiritual the the spirit just was not there. Yeah, you, know? you got to start from the same foundation, otherwise you can't Absolutely. grow anywhere, no. you know? Yeah, so it's yeah. just like we're, any, all, you know. we're all definitely on that on that level, too. That's like, we, just, that was a big thing that we yeah. used to, not literally, but figuratively preach, you know, was the foundation needs to be as strong as possible, you know? And if you're not, you, the whole, like, you're only as strong as your weakest link, you know, kind of thing. But at the same time, like, we don't view it, I hate to view it that way because we've been hit at every angle recently about this whole situation. Right. And it's been, personally, it's been like emotionally taxing. We haven't said it's shit. Been, like, yeah, we've been trying to just be professional yeah. about it and other parties have not been. And that's, you know, that's yes. their decision. That's totally okay. Like I, you know, freedom speech, do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to tell you what to do. That's okay. Or how to feel. Um, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Um, but the stuff that we've been receiving recently was like, oh, you know, we're just trying to, 
We're trying to move forward. So we're just you know? a band. Yeah. <laughs> like we're literally Yeah, just we just want to like... make music. Like, at the end of the day, that's really all this is about, you know? And, like, the way we're making music right now is insane. Like, it's it's everything I could, you know, dream of, really. And, like, walking into this band, when Buddy invited me to be in this band as a singer, I was so excited because I was like, I've never been a singer in a band before. And then he was like, and Melanie's here. She's played with these people. I was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. Like, I can't believe that I get to be a part of something like this. I was stoked, you know? Um, and now the way it's evolved and like, we didn't know what was going to happen a couple weeks ago, really. Like it was crazy. So I don't know. It's, we all are on the same page in the way that things happen for reasons. And we might not be able to explain them right in the moment, but we just have to trust the process. And we know that something is great here. You know, we just have to pursue it and be, you know, resilient and have that kind of tenacious, you know, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Fortitude. Uh, just Perse- like, perseverance. Yeah, uh, just like our personalities. You know, we need to. We, <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's It's been rough, but I'm thankful to have these guys. Because we, seriously, if we didn't have, like, each other in this, it would suck. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, well, it's been a learning experience. All right. You know, one person does not carry any, I mean, you know, I mean, um. Uh, if anything, we're all carrying each other. You know, I mean, it's not one person. You know, that you know, it's, it's um. You know, um, to me, it, you know, it just really comes down to values. You know, like what, like what? Why are you doing this to begin with? Why, why? You know, are you doing it because you love it? Are you doing it because you know it's just? You know, I mean, I know that it's like I, I can put my soul in the hands of these two guys, musically, sonically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, and know that whatever they do with it, you know, it's going to be, I mean, like, does that make sense? You know, yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, man. As far, just like in a band, like, yeah. like, not even a band, but just as like guys, people, you know, it's like, you know, um, you know, and that when you're trying, I mean, like, this is my career. This is John's career. I mean, these are, you know, this is, there's a market, there's a path, there's opportunities and circumstances that have been met already to pave the way for that, you know, and there just is no room for negativity. There's no room for wanting to slack on work. There's no room for shortcuts or, and that's just the bottom line, you know. And, you know. Well, regardless of, of, of anything, you know, it's like when you're in a band with people and you're, and you're traveling, you're doing the whole thing, like you're, you're in a van together, you're rehearsing together, you're writing together, you're in the studio together, you're playing shows together, you end up seeing these people and spending more time with these people than you do sometimes your own spouse, you know, or, or, or any yes. of your other family. So if you're not kind of all on the same page with things, um, and you just might be different pages, maybe not one's better than the other, it's just different right. pages, right? Right. Then it's just, uh, it doesn't work out, you know, and so no. that's just the reality. And every single band goes through that, goes through that, so... Uh-huh. You know, uh, anybody that's like, you know, they throw shade or does whatever. It's just like they just haven't been involved on, on a level like that. Probably, you know, yeah, it's just what it is what it is. Exactly. Very true. So um, anyways, on to a brighter subject. <laughs> brighter. Uh, <laughs> that is bright. Yeah. Yeah. Bright yeah, yeah. We're moving. Bright We're to moving. Me. I mean, Looking you know, listen, I mean, hey. Yeah. Turn in, uh, pages turn. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, uh, I did kind of want to just go into some of your guys' musical background a little bit and just see where you guys come from. Obviously the music is rock influence, but, uh, I know John's got an extensive background and uh, so what's kind of your guys' background? Um, so I grew up singing first and foremost, 
like as a kid, I was like a little choir kid. Um, got it from my mom. Her side of the family is very musically talented. She can sing like a bird. And I got into, uh, actually it was probably late elementary school. I started to kind of find like a knack for like drums. Like I just liked when we did like the congas and stuff in school. But then in middle school, that was when I started hearing like Led Zeppelin. And like I heard Black Dog for the first time and I was like, what the fuck? I probably thought that yeah. as a sixth grader. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but no, I remember right where I was. I was in Polaco of all places. Very strange. I was going to my <laughs> uncle's house going down this brick road and I was with my dad mm. in his Jeep and I was like, this is it, you yeah, know, like right. this is it. And so from there, I, I moved from my, my childhood home that I grew up in, um, kind of like a couple miles down. I live in St. Augustine. So I was like South of town and there was this cul-de-sac. This neighborhood had like barely been developed past us, but there were literally like five or six houses on the road total. And I moved in the middle of the cul-de-sac and there was a bass player and a guitar player right wow. next door. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the guitar player taught the bass player how to play bass, put stickers on the neck and everything. But the guitarist's dad was a drummer. So he had a drum kit set up and I was like, Oh my God, you have drums. So then I like dove in. I like went full blown drums. That was the first legitimate band I was in for like four years, played drums, started picking up guitar in high school, singing and playing guitar. Um, then did some solo stuff. And then I kind of started doing everything. I was playing drums for bands. I was playing rhythm guitar. I was singing, playing rhythm guitar and singing. Then I started playing bass some, um, which I've been just kind of dabbling in for fun with some trios and things. But I like to kind of, I'm not a bassist, you know, I'm not, I don't even really consider myself a guitarist, really. Like, I would say I'm a drummer, but those things I like to have the perspective in because I think that that is what gains, like, in terms of a band, like, that's one thing that's helped me more than anything else is having that perspective. So yeah. that's kind of why I like to dabble in everything, just to kind of know. I like to know where everybody's at and to be thinking consciously of like, okay, what are they thinking when I'm doing this? Like, what are they thinking? So it's definitely been, I think, a big advantage so far. Yeah, the perspective of yeah. of playing different instruments, I think, is is uh, just invaluable right. uh, when you're taking on another instrument. It's like totally. a, if you're playing guitar, but you can you can also play bass and drums, and you mm-hmm. kind of know how to get into that headspace and how to play around those things, you know? So that's cool. I really wish I could play another instrument. You could. I know like I could if I had time and everything. It's a fresh mindset, you know, like if I'm working out like a guitar part that I can't seem to, I'm like, this is, you know, like like I'll pick up a bass and just like fuck around with it and then I'll be like, oh, okay, well, I know what I need to do now, you know, because it's like a fresh kind of, you know, perspective on on the other, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Because like, and people think like, like if you play, guitar you can just play bass right it's like so not true it's no. just not true no, at all it's it's it's, uh, it's like a melodic drum yeah that's why i love bass. you know what I'm saying? that's why i love bass. Yeah. yeah it's insane. I, i'm yeah well i i think about that a lot i you can tell the difference between somebody who's a bass player oh, sure. and somebody who's a guitar player with a bass a hundred percent because because they're it's the Obviously, strap. They're like, in the same shape. <laughs> that's the strap. That's if the it's strap. up here, if you're holding your picking hand up here, like next to your nipple, that guy, <laughs> that guy slaps. <laughs> but if you're holding Pretty it below much, your yeah. belt loop, mm-mm. that guy yeah, is good there, there's at some merit to Santeria, that. No, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. He's wearing exactly. flip-flops and cargos. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got like fucking five dudes just ran through my head <laughs> I, just, no, dude, same. I do think it's very i don't really understand could you explain to me as a bassist why you why bassists play up up this high and play like buddy holly but 
You know, that's a good question. I'm not one of those. No, so, John uh, plays him lower. He doesn't, I but he doesn't play that it that down I, that I here. That's a rock and roll. Yeah, no thing. power stance. Yeah, I like it around around the kind of like medium uh, length, but like that's what she said. Just fucking nailed that I, one, dude. I knew I was. <laughs> yes. I knew I got Some myself nice into that. It wasn't <laughs> nice. But what I do think about when I'm getting the bass in the right spot is I try to I try to have my wrist be straight. So I try to find a place where you know this hand, this arm can be like this instead of. If you look, if you yeah, look you, at a lot of bass players, their hands are like this. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You got to look like you're just like coming up over it, and that's and how you play bass. <laughs> Everybody and knows. Just, and also, take some notes, John. Come on, <laughs> some people do. Sorry. But for real, if if I do that for it comes too long, with age too, I it, think. <laughs> just like your socks, they get up higher the older you get. Exactly. The arthritis. <laughs> dude, it's the not, arthritis like coming up like. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but it, it it hurts my wrist though. If I play like that yeah. for too long, the tendons start to get kind of. It looks crazy to me too. Sore. I don't get it either. And it's the same way. It's also like people do this with their other hand. I don't understand yeah. it. So I try to find a spot where my my arms feel straight and I feel like a you know more freedom of motion. I guess. I I just was I I thought there was maybe some science to it, and the, the I just don't think there is. <laughs> nope. Uh, there's definitely ways that you can hold it to, to make it less straining for sure. And I, I find like on, on guitar recently, I've been, I was going through those stages where I used to wear it low and I was like, well, this isn't comfortable to play like stuff for me. And then it was like, well, I started wearing it higher. This is a lot more comfortable, but I look like a, like a nerd. So I found like this really good, like middle point now where it's like, I can just kind of like the Derek trucks thing where he kind of yeah. just tilts the neck up and has it kind of at a medium kind of level. And it's like now this hand's not working so hard. Like my right hand's like right here, and I can just kind of do my thing. So yeah, but the, there is like a very there's a comfort uh, comfort comfortability thing right there, and uh, and some of it works better than others. You get carpal tunnel, man, or you start fucking your shit up. You're doing <laughs> yeah, like yep. four yeah. hour nights. You know, oh, like your yeah, wrist dude. is like this or fucking like forty this. songs. A I night. play keys yeah. weird. Yeah, you do. I play standing up. No one would ever guess that you're a classical player, by the way. No, you actually not play at all. your technique. Yeah. I just, I, with uh, synthesizers and stuff like that, if you've got like, you know, double tier keyboard and everything like that, playing sitting down is so hard because it's that just like sense. you're, you have like keyboards right here sitting down, right? And then you have to get like this one above it. It just feels awkward playing like that with your arm up. That makes sense. So if you stand up and then the first one is up yeah. and then the second one is like down. I've seen That's guys. A way to do it. I've seen guys do it sitting down. It looks dope because they're just like over here, like fucking playing, like up here. It's like no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like your the, the part <laughs> of your arm right here, it'll get it'll get like really sore, like really like your oh, shoulder yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you can't do that all night. Oh yeah, so, yeah, I feel you. You ever see? I there's some there's some Santana show where uh, they have a keyboardist, and it's the funniest thing in the world to me. I don't know why he does it, but he has a three tier keyboard stand, and he's placed standing up. So the third keyboard is like above his head. Basically, <laughs> and like, and he plays straight forward on the stage, so it's like oh, you three keyboards and then him, and you're like, What is your deal? And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> and That's I'm just kind of like, sick. That's great. I, not only does that, I just like, I and then he because he's much Ball older too, keys. and I'm just like, Your shoulders gotta hurt so bad the next day, and then on top of it. No one knows. Maybe the where older you, you are. get, the taller your keyboard tower gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Ooh. like a totem pole. Yeah, that, that guy's probably a fucking tank with his shoulder day, though. You know what I mean? That guy probably only does shoulders when he works <laughs> yeah, out. I'd say so. He's like, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. He was doing, and it, it wasn't even like he had like synthesizers. It was just like organ, organ, organ. I'm like, what are you doing? That's so. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Reminds me like Keith Emerson. Yeah. Palmer dude. He like he like 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 sling the the uh the like electric piano like across the stage and like stab it with swords and shit. One of the reasons. Dude, he did. Dude, he really did. Dude, like he was. You should check that out. He's dude. also very rich, so you could do things like no, that. No, he's also he's, yeah, yeah, very have dead. another one literally <laughs> bring another one out. He's also on very stage. dead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one of the reasons, the, the main reason why I do stand up when I play, though, is because is of the original keyboard wizard, Rick Wakeman. Who's that? Don't. <laughs> don't say it if you don't mean it. But Rick Wakeman, like, there's so many videos of him, just like, we just like the keyboard Jesus dance. He's just like, that's why I'm, that's what I'm going for. Shit's now, cool. Now, oh, yeah. Steve Mullitz is your guy for the keyboard Jesus? Yeah, well, it's it's because he also does play standing up, but then he also does look like Jesus. So, And he'll, um. do, he'll do that, and then you're just like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. It should just keyboard have, Jesus. like, a spotlight. Yeah. He's Particle like, Particle's like, great. Yeah, Particle's kind of dope. That'd be yeah. fucking wild, right? There's a spotlight. The keyboard player just like sitting there. Whoa! Like, look at that white Jesus right there. Ooh, that, damn, white yeah. Jesus. That is Dude, a hell of a like good band name. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well it goes over in 2022, but yeah. Wait, wait, wait! I suddenly had an instrument that could give the guitar a run for its money. Wow. This is a quote from Rick Wakeman. Rick Wakeman, uh, he retired from Yes, and now his son plays for him. Dude, he looks really? like he's in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 keyboard wizard. He he's like the original he's like a keyboard fucking... wizard, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. He's, my, he's my favorite. For sure. Like, classic rock keyboardist. Also love the keyboards for David Bowie. I can't remember his name right now. Oof. I think he's still alive as well. Yeah, what's his name? What's his name? But awesome. he, was, he was an abstract jazz pianist and then joined David Bowie for the... Uh, starting, like, in 69 and stuff. Oh, really? Like Aladdin Sane and everything. We did that tour with... Uh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah isn't it wild? Do you see like like guys that are like at that level of playing, and they, they play with like 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 Steve Smith played with Journey, right? See, he's like yeah. like this amazing like jazz drummer, but like they get into these roles. It's almost like like they do it because those shows need to like they're such high production value. But they need to go off without a hitch, so you need like the best of the best. Yeah, they're like hired gun 2.0. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think you can go in here and not like mess that up yeah. at all. Yeah, like, I think current. it has to deal with the confidence aspect of it. Very like, true. Like, yeah. if you're like an extreme master of it, then you're not going to ever have stage fright. Yeah, like, that's maybe true. you will, but like, it's very think about unlikely. those guys that like. I think about this a lot. Like, I think about like playing down. Like, there's a lot of those guys that are just so insanely proficient and just like prodigies, you know, at their instrument, and then it's like. You see some of the guys, like some of the hip hop drummers and stuff, like when they go off and it's just like, oh. what the fuck? Yeah, you know, yeah. you're just like, where was that? You know, like Tony Royster <laughs> Jr. playing for like some of those guys. Like Jay-Z and shit. Yeah, yeah, but like the pocket's just like, oh, yeah. it's gross. But then yeah. like they go off and you're like, oh, that's what you yeah. do. You know, it's like, that's your side gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, like totally. Yeah, like, totally. Uh, crazy. Uh, uh, Nikki Gillespie yeah, she playing was, for Beyonce. Yeah, yeah yep. totally. And yeah, she's like the power, most, right? most badass drummer ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Power, yeah. Just saw, yeah, just saw yeah, her. Chris yeah, Dave is kind of like that. Uh, who's yeah. he with? Like, uh, well, I, and I feel like in like the 90s, he was, he did like radio R&B, like, I don't know if it was Boys Demand or something, but some, that type of band and just, yeah. Yeah, and it's the most simple shit. But in reality, he's he's like the most outer space, like abstract. He's like it's just amazing, bizarre, abstract jazz drummer. Dude, who's the drummer? He's for so Snarky creative Bucky? and inventive. Oh, but 
But like you put him on an R&B gig and he sounds like a drum machine. Yeah. He doesn't play any of the crazy stuff. That's, I, wonder, I wonder who is the most overqualified musician. He, uh, he, he would be in the running. <laughs> yeah, That's a good that, question. That, yeah. He's in the running. Yeah, I mean, but, but, boys, look it up. But but, <laughs> but, but then you think about that's probably gonna be a good answer, actually. Oh, but then you think about what's on the line. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. <laughs> he's overqualified. He's overqualified. <laughs> Just call fucking Paul McCartney. That's a guy from that's a guy from Wings, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good band. <laughs> no, I don't like band his on the style. run. You don't like his style? I know. You should have no, saved no, that for I'm your unpopular saying, opinion, bro. Fuck. I was gonna say he's my favorite Beatle, I'm sure. Dude, he is. He wrote all the bangers. Dude, he's, anyway. John Lennon wrote some bangers, bro. And he wrote the good but, ones, though. Okay. McCartney's voice was was, was like pretty. West Borland and Limp Biscuit. West. Thank he's the most, you. Wait, is the this an article about the most overqualified musicians? Wow. No, he totally oh, the just. Drummer. Oh, the oh, oh that's the, a dude, funny shit. That guy is wild. John Five. Oh, John Five is know. a badass. What happened? Oh, he's John Five is a badass. Yeah. He, and he's like one of the nastiest country pickers out there. Dude. Is playing like guitar for Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Makes no sense. I thought, I thought he got canceled. Marilyn Manson's canceled now. Yeah, but uh, John Five is not. Because he finally sucked his own penis. <laughs> um, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's like. Uh, I don't know the guys like that are overqualified because the amount of money that goes into those productions, it's almost like like the music, the guy. music itself, like the, what they're yeah. playing, like how simple it is to versus how how good they are at their instrument. Yeah, That's I what think I'm it's situationally. It's got to be like not who overqualified. Is, but yeah, word. who and what band right. is that much better to be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I feel that because I've seen fucking like like a Harvard grad working at McDonald's situation. You know what yeah, I'm trying to I say? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Because I mean, I've seen Steve Smith play with like Mike Stern and like do some wild shit, and then you see him like playing Journey. He holds it down. He does an amazing job. Not that that stuff is like like super easy, but I mean, compared to like some of the stuff that you're doing, like you know, fusion guys, it's a lot more tame. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's kind of wild to me how how that happens. Um. So yeah. Anyways, it's probably some church gig guy. Doing contemporary Christian stuff somewhere. That, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, that probably is where a lot of it is. The best drummers, in my opinion, are, are the guys who come from the church that left the church, like study jazz and other stuff. Yeah. Because like they have like the nastiest chops, but also oh, yeah. like can utilize the restraint. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like Sput and uh, who, uh, from Snarky Puppy, and then like who's who's the other guy that plays with Snarky Puppy? Larno Lewis. Yeah, Larno. Is that who it is? Larno. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fucking. Did you say Dimebag Jameson Ross. Is yeah, Jameson yeah. Ross. That's something. Yeah, it's Dimebag. Yeah. yeah. Dime bag. <laughs> I, that's what I thought Chris said over there. That, yeah, uh, you guys don't remember the Snarky Puppy show where he got shot on stage? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking crazy, dude. Fucking oh, piece, man. They were never allowed a KEXP ever again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That's too much. It's like, it's like, okay, okay, I'll give you a great example. Steve Jordan. Yeah, for sure. I was oh, just thinking, I was just shit. That's, that's, a, Stones, that's a damn dude. good it, one. He, he, uh, when um, Charlie died. He's one of my favorite drummers ever. Steve Jordan. For the Stones. Really? Yes, he did, dude. They would, you yeah, admit, fucking Keith Richards said, I want Steve Jordan. And yeah, because they, they, they can buy him. Yeah, 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 totally. He Jordan is gross, though. Dude, he, oh, Steve yeah. Jordan is one of so my top five. Sideways, right? Like, doesn't he sit aside? Yeah, dude. He's my guy. I mean, that guy's got such a fat pocket. It's dude, it's, it's undeniably insane. Like yeah. it just like it doesn't sound like he's playing. No, it's, it's yeah, one of yeah, those yeah. guys. That's why like he was Snares. the guy that made me want to play like big hi hats like that. Yeah. I've got like, I got one more. Uh, uh, John Mayer for the Grateful Dead. You think he's overqualified? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that is you know Isaiah Sharkey. Oh, 
Oh, true. yeah, that, that just happened in New York, right? This is last, last weekend. Oh, that was last yeah, year. Was I, I will say, this has been one of my unpopular opinions in the past, is that John Mayer is my favorite member of the Grateful Dead. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So bad. John, what do you have wow. to say about that? Uh, I'm not a big fan of that opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at all. Uh, I've had, I, I've like played gigs and like done a cut, co- like a John Mayer cover and be like, that's my favorite Grateful Dead song. <laughs> and people get so mad at me or do a Grateful Dead song and say, that's my favorite John Mayer song. Nice. And I, that gets the worst response. You shouldn't be allowed to sing. I'll say that. Yeah. He's I, pretty good at guitar, but he's singing sugary, like the fucking dancing and burning. Oh, he should shit. be. I fucking hate that. He shouldn't be singing the Grateful Dead, but I mean, he he's, not. Yeah, he's, he's nailing not, Jerry. Though. I think he's a great guitarist. And uh, and it, it it even makes sense in a way that he is in Dead and Co because he's kind of in this tradition of like it's kind of Americana like the lineage of you know successful American songwriters and and I can see the through line and why that might have happened but uh, I think I I feel such a resonance when I when I listen to, to like Jerry Garcia's voice. His voice and his guitar, but his voice is so unique. It's very, I don't think anyone else could capture that. And then when I hear John Mayer sing the same songs, it's like, listen, it listen makes to me really uncomfortable. Sugary. I've listen, heard it. I've heard so it. It's so bad. Ha, it's it make weird. You feel, <laughs> it's made me uncomfortable. How does it make you feel when Bob Weir sings those songs? Though? Good. Let's be honest. Because it's wholesome and it's like <laughs> At endearing. Least he's one of the guys that was there. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess. He's but literally like, one of those on. guys. Whatever. John Mayer okay. was to me. I, I I have no hate for John Mayer though. It, well, he was cool. one of the yeah, last. He I probably. Know. I think he's the last, like, mega pop star that was influenced by like you know Clapton, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Hendrix and all that stuff. As far as like a guitar player standpoint, and, yeah. and hearing Dude, it, and I'm gonna tell you somebody else playing. that is a that yeah. is a insanely talented dude, Ed Sheeran. I went to an Ed Sheeran show. It was one of the best shows. It, it, it was a Tampa Bay Stadium. It's just slam pad like sardines. At, Insane. Like talented as a player, or talented as a writer? At just at, like musician's voice, his songwriting, his guitar playing is he's like really cool parts. Yeah, you know, like really, you know, he's a master like suspended chords and yeah, stuff, like, like different kinds of stuff like that. But John Mayer is it's insane. I love. Just don't I think John dose him, or he will sue you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did that happen? Did Have that you happen? seen these signs? No. It's it's like a it's kind of like a meme, but it's he made it. It was like don't dose or I'll sue. Like it was like a whole thing, and it started when he was like in Dead and Co. Of course. And it was like a yeah. It he did you guys ever watch the oh god what was it called his show he did on Instagram for a while. Oh, I yeah. remember when that was Fuck. a thing. What was it called? It, was called. it had a funny, it had a funny name. It had a great name. Yeah, I can't remember. Can what we it's check called that right out now. really quick. What was the name of that? It was. I watched a lot of them. They were funny, but he, there's, you can find them. They're on shirts everywhere. It's like, don't dose or I will sue. Like, and it's John <laughs> wow. Mayer's face. Like, and it's kind of cartooned out. But yeah, like I don't know where. What why. a fucking square, bro. That's I, what happens. I, you get a pop star in the jam scene. That's just what happens. I think it's like. <laughs> Part of me was like, "Is he that much of a dick?" Where he's like, "Don't taint my brain." He is. This that, is it. Like he is that. But then, like, do you think the people, later years he's been like, he seems like he's mellowed out and he's kind of cool. But the, th- the the thing is, is that I like the thing is, is that some people can't handle those things. I'm I'm one of those people. Like, I I can't I couldn't handle being dosed if I especially if I had oh, to totally. play. Like, there's no way. Like, some people can just like get into that zone and just do it. Like, I could I couldn't do that. I for sure wouldn't want that. To, 
that's happened to me. I also for sure wouldn't make a, a meme about it or like a shirt about it either. Right. Just like I'm not a dick about it. Then guess what's going to happen? <laughs> You're going to get all of the food, all of the cookies, all of the stuff sent to your room. You yeah, know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's just the, cult, that's the culture. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, especially for John Mayer walking into the dead. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like, just don't put a fucking target There's on There's no like initiation at all. He didn't have to get, like, puddled or, like, lick a fucking acid rock at all. Crystal, I mean. Uh, you had to Even learn all that music. Even just being a part music. of the rainbow <laughs> hippie family, you gotta, you gotta do that. <laughs> you had to learn all that shit. He, he probably did, it, bro. Yeah. True. Nailed it. Um, okay. did, did we find out what his Instagram show was called? I think it was called... There it is, current mood. Current yeah. mood. Oh, I thought yeah. I had a better yeah. name than that. Let's hear something else. I did, too. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I'm watched, sure. I watched a little bit of it. Um, I think you should run for mayor. That's about it. Okay, say wow. that joke one wow. more time. That's good. Oh, mayor for mayor. He says it every single podcast yeah, and every he, single show that we've so like, He actually put up some like live video clips of him just That's like good. playing some blues licks. And dude, some of his ideas are disgusting. Yeah, like, he's he's a great blues player, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. He, he, like, like he's copped the style like legitimately. That's a real style to to, to cop as a guitar. I mean, as any player, right. like. And he and he's nailed it. Uh, what's fascinating to me is that he was not from the jam band realm, right. and then decided that he wanted to play with the Dead. And he like heard it on the radio once or some shit. Whatever, man. He over the course of a year copped that whole style to the point where you couldn't differ, differentiate if he grew up playing that shit or if right, he's yeah. learned it. Right. Like he he studied right. and did his homework and nailed yeah. it. You know, what's cool. About, I'm not saying yeah. you can't differentiate him from from Jerry, but <laughs> like, John's like, wait, I'll make that distinction. <laughs> but even though you know Jerry on fucking heroin, I'm just saying it was not that yeah. great of a performance. Yeah. That's not what this is about. That's a no for me, dog. That's That's not 100%. All of Grateful Dead is like the whole like mood or whatever you want to call it is that it's like the most endearing American music. Like there's an essence that you cannot like grasp and just be like, oh, I kind of sound like him. No. Yeah. That's not it. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's not. I just like to fuck with people. Yeah. Because deadheads are easy to fuck with. 100%. (laughs) But you shouldn't though. Yeah. It's like the worst kind of music fan to fuck with. Yeah, I know. That's why it's so fun. Those people sell their houses going on tour. I'm just joking. I like the dead. They're fun. <laughs> Don't True. fuck with them. Is that where you say somebody? Oh, just Mayor's Bending is like, it's not even like a bit. Like he's just. Dude, what? John, what's that dead song? That we, we had a show in Orlando that we were going down to. We were, oh, we listened to What's that know. song? I think Dude. it was Tennessee Jed. What it was, it was, it was, it was I don't know. Kind of version, we replayed, but... Buddy replayed the part of the song like eight times. It was a strange, really? he was like, it was, what? And it was we a, listened to it like yeah. a couple times. Well, yeah. he plays this lick, dude. <laughs> it's like we listened to it a couple dude, times. I remember because <laughs> I was, fu- it was on the way home and I was falling asleep in the backseat. Yeah. And I was like, fucking again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd start like in, in the rhythm and it was like, <laughs> and I was like, he's like taking this lead on this song dude it's some kind of weird name john it's 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 like a you know oh it was estimated profit and i told you i'm like dude that's a badass name for a band estimated profit so anyway it was the album version of it they do a little bridge part was it the album version they come back out yeah that wasn't john i don't think that was solo yeah no that was that was the original that was jerry and and jerry played this like lick that you know like yeah, buddy was like, what was that? He was like, play yeah, that again. I haven't heard a lick or like, you know, that has inspired me or really any sort of guitar stuff that's like, except for Marcus King. That's like 
been like, oh shit, like I should, like I'm like drawn to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that ever like, or is that just recently? Recently. <laughs> <laughs> ever. So, I needed to clarify. So, yeah. so like, he's playing this lead and then he, he plays this like little, like melodic, like little like country, like, in there, like just Nashville special like, like signature little bend. Yeah. But he, but it's like a half step major. Like, yeah. Weird. It's throw and it just stands right. It's just like, damn, like that. I mean, like, you ever hear someone, it's just like, oh my God. I know like, the exact thing you were talking about because that's like a signature Jerry thing to do. And it's, some, it's something yeah. that, like, that I've never heard anybody else do. And this, no. is, this is where I have to kind of, like, break the, like, the facade a little bit because, <laughs> sure. like, Jerry was some of, some of the most, uh, um, like just uh what's the word i'm thinking of innovative uh, guitar players oh, as far yeah. as the way that he approached uh playing lead and and mixing all these different genres and his his ability to bend like he had this thing where he where he he starts like down like he starts like 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 down here bends up and then comes back down but it's like boop 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 dude it's like He's very like, uh, yeah, 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 it's like yeah. very melodic and almost vocal like things. And they're so nuanced, you know, he kind of just fits them in. When Jerry yeah, was he would on, play, he would do downward bends. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he would yeah, start yeah. already. Yeah, bend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When yeah. he was on, he's uh, unmatchable yeah. as far as what he does. But yeah. the, the, what bothers me about the dead is that you have to sift through so much shit to find a <laughs> oh, lot of like the, the gems. The war has been waged. You know what I mean? Not That's, really. I think it only a lot of happened a couple times. <laughs> I don't even think deadheads disagree with that. No, 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 no. They, they all have their errors that they like <laughs> and they don't true. like. You know what I mean? It's years. It's not errors. You remember, years. That, you remember years, that interview that we seen with Jerry talking about like how the fucking Holy cake. shit. Dude, when he got get, dosed that it's time. It's my new dude. motto. Yeah. yeah. Play for your life. Yeah. Play for your life. Yeah. He said he he said he was at some party and he. I've uh, seen this video. And yeah. they were at he there was like this cake and he knew the guy was a whack job and he was like that's dosed it's dosed it's yeah. dosed and he's like oh, I'll just lick the icing it's like it was like eight hundred hits <laughs> in the icing and he had to go play in like an hour and he said when it started coming on yeah. he started like he was like everyone's looking at me everyone's looking at me and then he convinced himself that they were all the mob and they were there to kill him oh <laughs> and if he God. didn't play well that they were going to kill him yeah. so he said it was like the longest most yeah. agonizing show of his life but they didn't kill him so he's like from then on I just when I got on stage I was like I gotta play for my life oh my and he was like that's what I did I figured if I played well enough they would that they wouldn't kill me yeah he's like and we did the show and they let me live yeah (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I've heard that story before yeah that's wild yeah he's like he's like he's like everything within this like psychedelic roar and like yeah and he's like he's like he's like this guy comes in he's just like a mafia guy he's like he's like he's like he's like they're all mafia guys and they're all and he's like I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna go play and they're gonna fucking kill me (laughs) yeah that was the best part is when he just very bluntly was like I'm going to play and they're going to kill me he's like he's like giggling the whole time you know what's funny I kind of I want to print stickers that say play for your life and I want to put one on my base that I always remember yeah do you That's know about such a good the, idea. You know about the Scorsese movie they're making? No. They're oh, making, the one about the it's about called Grateful Dead oh, and uh, Jonah Hill's Jonah playing Hill. Jerry Garcia. Oh, that does sound familiar, actually. Yeah. I don't know what to think yet because it's like I don't know if he's gonna do a great job or not, but because yeah. it's like it's Jonah Hill, but yeah. he's a great actor though. I know he is, but then at the same time, like, what? How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? Yeah. I just can't really get super bad out of my mind. You know, what watch I mean? him nail it. Watch <laughs> him just right. nail it. And yeah. It's be like, there's like he's gotten great. better. It's time. There it is. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. We'll I see. Mean, uh, I the noses it, are there. I could see it getting there with the right, uh, the right, 
you know, costume and stuff. I don't yeah. know. I think I think that's. What's I can't wait be... till he has to hold a guitar. The the memes, no, the memes, and like the jokes in the the hippie world. Like, oh my god, they're gonna be so fucking funny. They're it's, gonna rip him to shreds. The, the, the worst, yeah, pow- without a doubt. The yeah. worst part about the like those biopics that that end up like like recreating the life of a guitar player or or mainly guitar player is that you as a guitar player or a bass player you can really see. Like that they're not playing. Yeah, uh, I can't stand. Yeah. That. Like when Andre Three Thousand played Hendrix. I don't know if you guys watched that yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God, so bad. I'm like, bro, I could tell that you tried, but no. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. Wait, do, so do you think that like Jonah Hill right now is like spending like you know hours on end with a guitar tech, like trying to learn how to play like Jerry Garcia? I would hope that and he's I at least w- trying to learn how to play the guitar. Right. It's you know, gonna like, be blatantly. There's no way that they're not thinking about. Yeah, they like, have to be, especially now. Like yeah. I feel of like he's one of the best directors, probably the best. Director even like five no, yeah, years sure. ago, I feel like maybe even longer. That was when the the flip happened when they were like, people are starting to realize that you guys don't know what you're doing, and it's like, <laughs> fucking really, like it's Hollywood, dude. Like you're you're sitting here to millions of people. Of course, these musicians are gonna be like, you don't know how to play. Like, yeah, that's what right, I thought yeah. was cool in uh, uh, La La Land. Ryan Gosling's like really playing it. Yeah, right and it, did you guys awesome. watch any of the new the Pam and Tommy stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that guy. What's his name? I don't uh, know his actor. Name. He's the guy from. He's Bucky from. Uh, yeah. Oh from, my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from the Marvel so, movies. Yeah, but he actually plays drums and he played all that. Sebastian Stan. That, Sebastian yeah. Stan. Yes. Yeah. He played all that, and it, it was obvious you know i was like holy yeah. shit that guy rips yeah like, he, he actually plays that, that was, was pretty impressive was cool that was pretty wasn't cool. that also a thing in that do you guys remember that movie where i think don Cheadle was miles davis yes i never saw that yep. oh whiplash oh sorry uh miles who <laughs> miles teller yeah <laughs> so well, good. yeah in that movie uh, i think you said I think it he so was... confidently i loved it <laughs> I, I knew it would go over well playing trumpet really i think I think so, and and know. this could be wrong, but I remember like reading that Don Cheadle was practicing how to actually play trumpet, so that they could make a thing out of like shots where he starts a tune, and they can like show a close up, and he's actually playing it. That's very wow. cool. I can't think of and any movie. Really this that is all with a little asterisk. I might be wrong. Let's fact check John on that. Big, real quick, guys. if true. But <laughs> I think he actually played trumpet in that movie. That's dope because yeah. he nailed it. If he did. I don't remember that movie. That movie was kind of cool, about. right? Yeah, I like that movie. Um, I, I, I mean, it's pro- one of the few biopics I actually liked because it was so. Um, I felt like they didn't really try to like glamorize anything. It was all very raw, and like you really felt like Miles was a piece of shit after watching that movie. You know what I mean? Uh, Mr. Cheeto. Yeah, yeah. The name of the movie wow. was Mr. Cheeto. He learned to play trumpet with the help from uh, Wynton Marsalis. That's cool. Wow, that's wow. awesome. Super cool. What about that thing you do? You guys remember that movie? <laughs> they all they all learn how to play their instruments and 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 like and learn how to sing and like be a band. For when that are they movie. gonna remake that movie? They should, bro. That's a good one. <laughs> you guys remember that, buddy's? I don't want to say you're too young, but did you ever see that, buddy? That thing you do? Oh, you should watch it. You, oh, you ever see Christian? A, have you ever have you ever seen I Alligator haven't. Records? No. no. Good with it. Okay, there's like Etta James. There's like Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf. There's like is that the one with Adrian Brody? Yeah, uh, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right, I know. I've seen that. That's before. a badass movie. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Yeah, yeah it's about the the Motown. Yeah, uh, well, well, no, like, um, wasn't it? No, Delta Blues. Oh yeah, that's right. It was okay. Delta my Blues. bad. Sorry. No, sorry. Um, and uh, the dude like, the dude like pulls a gun out on the fucking engineers, like telling them to turn down. He's like, it's my amp, it's my uh, my guitar. Like you know, and he's like, you know. Those old blue guys, like dude, the blues they were, guys, they were like dude, the like real Muddy thugs. Muddy Waters carried like a thirty-eight in his guitar case. Like he was holy like, dude, shit, and it, dude. So 
That's not, so, that, that's not chess record. That sounds like chess records. Chess records. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chess records. Okay. And, and so. The, I definitely saw that one. Dude. So like Hubert Sumlin was Helen Wolf's uh, guitar player, right? So there's this one scene where Muddy Waters like hires him to like play for like, you know, and like back then, like, and, and the whole Clapton thing, like where he got started was, it's like uh, those guys, the singer sang the song and then the guitar player was just like the like accompaniment right like behind the verses and stuff so muddy waters hired like hubert Sumlin to play this gig with him and then like helen wolf showed up and like pulled a gun on muddy on stage like <laughs> you take my guitar play again like you know like, like it was that serious those like, guys were those guys yeah, were dude, were the real deal dude, man they were really like you know like little walter like took some dude out and like shot him yeah you know, like yep but that movie was really like, it, that was an amazing movie. Can we talk yeah. about how how underrated Willie Dixon is? Like, dude, on, like it just in the, the the just the overall grand scheme of music, he wrote so many classic blues he wrote tunes, all that stuff. Yeah, like, as a bass player, yeah, as a bass player, yeah, crazy, pretty wild. He What's invented. Nice? He literally invented. Da, 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 da. He yeah. invented that. Like <laughs> yeah. that. Like yeah. that. Yeah, it's insane. Love like, that shit, man. John, well, you got you got to go soon. Where, where are we at in time? Hey, we're good. We got another. Uh... They're 10, 15 minutes. All right, we should get to unpopular opinions then. For okay. sure. So my unpopular opinion this week is that I'm going to go ahead and go with the first round uh, uh, from the last episode that didn't get aired. Uh, that <laughs> I don't believe that your last name is Powers. Even though you told me that it is, I still don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, seriously, I, I'll say it again too because it was it's something that I still deal with is when I play places like in downtown St. Augustine and they put my name on the board and it's like Christian Powers and it's like a Sunday always like do you know hillsong like do you know it's like christian powers sunday two to five and they're like oh like they think that's of your band yeah. name no they think that's like my stage name and like i get that sometimes people are like no what's your like real name and i was like no like it's christian powers yes <laughs> do you have the powers they're of like, jesus so did your parents are your parents like super religious no i was named after a family member so it, it carries weight you know and unfortunately like well I think it's cool. You know, now, it's when I was younger, I was like, name. it is cool, dude. Yeah. These people are like, Austin Powers? Are you related to Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, his name is not Austin Powers. The man's name is Mike fucking Mike, Myers. you fucking remember you, that goddamn you fucking name. Pleb, like, <laughs> you fucking pleb. <laughs> but, yeah, so. But, yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, people say that a lot. You're, uh, you have like the ultimate rock star name, bro. Christian yeah. Powers. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, if you're not famous with that it's name, hard, dude. it's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn, that's on who's, you. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's going to a bar to listen to Christian music? Yeah. You have you've asked the million dollar question that yeah. I've been asking for a while. But no, like right. there's a couple of places I play on Sundays in St. Augustine sometimes, and it's right after the church crowd, like one, yeah. two o'clock. Name them. And uh, Prohibition oh. Kitchen. One. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a very hot spot. So people like walk in there, and I see them all the time. Like people that are dressed up after church. You know, it's all good, but they all like walk up and they're like. Do you know like Hillsong United? Do you know? And I'm like, I don't. And they're like, Well, then why? Why does <laughs> it say Christian Powers on the board? And I was like, It's really funny, but get this, that's like my name. Like that's what I'm called. Like, hey, listen. <laughs> and they're like, like, I know this is hard for you, <laughs> but literally, it's my name. Yeah. And they do like the dog. Where they're like, <laughs> Did, did you did <laughs> you like, tell them that you're Jewish? No, but yeah. I should just start doing that. Yeah. Disclaimer. Jewish. Do you, do you do, have any Hebrew powers? I was going to say, are there like Hebrew hymns or anything like that that people know? Um, well, 
Welcome to the end of the show. Uh, we and, we and, all decided that this would be a great place to end the show, didn't we? Yeah, we decided that. And also, put the camera on the fucking tech crew back yeah, there. Yeah, 100% on the tech 100% crew. 100% on the tech we crew. Got, we got a couple words, and everybody needs to see them. Because I'll give yeah. you the, the real unpopular opinion of the day. Here we is go. Is that Gene should still be working with us. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for an unpopular opinion? Here's an unpopular opinion. opinion. You guys do a great job every Tuesday. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a real popular opinion. Gene's name should absolutely be Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's not a that's popular. A, that's a good fucking popular opinion. No, keep yeah. it up. Look, don't you dare switch. Don't you, <laughs> don't you dare switch. This is, this is. So, so this is what happened. This is what the screen looked like uh, by the end or halfway through the unpopular opinion segment, uh, because Gene is amazing at his job. And and, and what 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 did we do again uh, this week, boys? We didn't listen to what Anton said. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, and, that's not your fault. But because I never do. Yeah, but you. <laughs> That's true. Man, yeah, thanks, it is Bill. true. Yeah. Look how good I'm doing. Yeah. No, I, we never I, said microphones. You put your microphones yeah, you put your, down. Yeah. You put them down. Yeah. And no, I, and you. And then it goes right back to you. Bill. Bill. Bill also. <laughs> Bill is also. Uh, what? Did you fucking What's drop that? something again? You can't write this shit, people. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, and also, just uh, you know, back to your point out listening to me. He yeah. still works a shitty call center job. So I'm just saying. Uh, anyways. Uh, back to the tech crew. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just want to say thank you again for fucking this up a second time. With the same fucking guys. How does it happen twice? For, yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself a fucking cheers for there's that nothing, one, boys. There's nothing fortunate about the fortune child. But, uh, <sighs> well, there's nothing fortunate about our right, tech put crew. The camera I say back that on much. Us. Put the camera back on us. There we go. Thank you guys Stars for tuning in. Sorry uh, that the unpopular opinion segment didn't work yeah. out this week, but I think we got some good... Do you remember? Do you do you just want to list off the unpopular opinions that they had? Uh, I think uh, Christians was that. Uh, no, he's uh, that the arcade fire is trash. Yeah, arcade fire is trash. Okay. Um, Buddy didn't have one. No. Oh no, he kind of stumbled into one. Uh, he said that fads fads are stupid. All the tr- all the current fads, trends are dumb. All the current yeah. trends are dumb. And then, uh, which really led to him not like liking uh, mom jeans, mom which means jeans, like high waist. Which was uh, turned out to be Anton's uh, popular opinion. So they uh, for the first episode. For the first episode of Bottom of Bill ever, actually, uh, go back and watch it. Um, and then uh, uh, John's was uh, Hitler was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no it's that passive. I'm oh, sorry, active base, active. Uh, Pickups are bad. No more government subsidies for, for active, active base pickups. Act, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. He's on with something, guys. Just saying. <laughs> um, anyways, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry again uh, yeah. for our terrible tech crew. And, uh, <laughs> Don't apologize for them. And uh, you're, you're right. <laughs> and um, we will see you guys next time. Thanks hey, for tuning thanks in. Thank you so much for Fortune Child for coming to our show twice. And I well, third time's a charm, right? We'll get him back here again. Make sure you check them out on all streaming platforms. Yeah, also, absolutely. By the way. And side hustle while you're at it. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Adios,